While the world whizzes by, enjoy a moment of me time with Tim Horton's new $6 breakfast bundle. Savor a small hot or iced coffee. Then add your choice of a mouth-watering hot breakfast sandwich and a crispy golden hash brown and your pick of a classic donut. Yeah. All for six bucks. All just for you. Make your mornings all about me time with our $6 breakfast bundle. Available at your neighborhood Tim Hortons. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Okay, let me get this straight. You elect a man that has never held a public office in his lifetime. And you put him in the highest public office in the union. And he's currently wasting time and money trying to fire everybody that was loyal to him. And bring in other people that he believes will be truly loyal to him. And get them to sign an illegal NDA. So that he can't talk to the media and be accountable for what he does. <laughs> you know, this is just as bad as that clown that's on YouTube right now. Streaming, trying to save his house instead of going and getting a regular job like everybody else. You understand that, right? Like, th- this is so pitiful. Only in America, man. Only in America. You know, congratulations, everybody. We played ourselves. You know, and, and, I, and I mean a very loose we because even I knew that this, this wasn't going to get any better. Anyway, I'm getting a little too ahead of myself. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on G360 Radio. Hey, J360 Legion, and welcome back to the J-Man Show, here for episode 50, and I am your host, Jay, of course. And you do not know how good it feels to say those words again. (laughs) Ah, God, I've been gone for a week, man. I mean, such a a lot of new things happen in my life right now. No, I'm not going to be a father. Uh, Not yet, but you you know what I mean, but no, that's not the thing. Uh, actually, you know, just moving along with my personal life. Things are looking up, you know, just keeping it together. Strong momentum here. Got some new equipment to produce these shows for you all with now. So, you know, just things things are looking good. There's some light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm just trying to get some more of it. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, it's not impossible. I'm sure that everybody else is feeling that bounce back, too. And, and as you should. And, my God, I needed it for a while there, you know? And I'm kind of sorry about the episode delays that have happened um, as of late. Kind of sorry as in, you know, I'm not sorry because they sounded like crap. That's why you didn't get a Cyclone episode last week. But I'm sorry because, you know, I really don't want you guys to miss out on any more J360 activities. Especially since, you know, there's just this whole big momentum we have now. Not to mention with Fridays at J360, which needs to make its second episode soon. You guys were supposed to have that last week. Oh, boy. But hey, you know what, though? I'm still working out the kinks of it. Considering that my schedule has kind of changed regarding Fridays, that might have something to do with it. So, what's going to happen is, I'm going to go ahead and probably change the show around a little bit name and all you know what i mean probably give it something a little bit different so don't be surprised if that first episode and the second episode is significantly different because you know i'm gonna go ahead and make some changes because you should be getting that show anyway 
And with the way I got the whole live set up on the other side here, <laughs> it's going to be well worth the wait. Don't you worry about it, you know? And at least here on the nifty 50, I'd like to call it, uh, I was going to take the time to tell you about like what, what new things are going to be happening, but I plan on doing more live shows. And we got a lot to talk about. Now, I'm sure some of y'all think I'm going to talk about Trump, but y you know what? It's to the point now where it's just seeing him shoot himself in the foot to the point where it's just... The whole thing is an ego strip. There is no way that he's trying to make America great again other than make America racist and dumb again. Other than trying to go ahead and just... Stir the pot of things that nobody cares about. Nobody really cares about the stuff that he did before he's a president. But now that he's pretty much holding the office of the presidency hostage, you kind of do care because you see that this ignorance is just well all over the place. And there is no adult in the room to tell him, hey, Donald, maybe you should cut this BS out, huh? And if they did, they get fired, but now he's making them sign NDAs so they don't have to talk to the media. And you know we as the public, we have the right to know. You know, technically, him and that bunch in there work for us. You know that, right? Just trying to exclude everything. Want to build this exclusive club. Yeah. But then again, I don't want to join a club like that anyway because, you know what? That means that even when I'm at my most drunkest, I'm smarter than all the motherfuckers in there. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't say the word, so that doesn't count. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous now. I mean, this guy's solution to domestic terrorism... Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's right. In his America, domestic terrorism doesn't exist unless you are of, um, you know, Middle Eastern descent or you're pretty much not Caucasian. You know, all that kind of stuff. Because, see... If you are Caucasian and you do some outlandish crap like this, you're, you're a tortured soul. You know, you're a lone wolf. You're all those things that everybody wished that they were in high school at one time when they were loners and stuff like that. Even though you get nothing out of the loner lifestyle, take it from somebody who knows. And that, that stuff is nothing to glorify. And all this crap that just keeps coming up on the news and stuff like that. It's, you know, I could, I can't entirely blame that on Trump though I can only entirely blame that on us as a society with our thriving ways of self interest and trying to undercut people and trying to you know profit off of self doubt to the point where it's just damn near sickening how much people make money off of this stuff it's, it's bad you know it's to the point where it's just even more horrendous because I think nowadays people care so much about reality TV or the fact that American Idol is back on TV or The Bachelor just did another thing that you know it just it's, it's another controversy as they like to call it even though it really wasn't a controversy it's not the first time that the runner up was picked instead of the one that everybody thought that the person was going to end up with this isn't the first time there's been multiple times of this happening. Remember, Melissa Rykoff was like one of the biggest stories there was way back when. But she ended up going back out with an ex and had the man's baby and everything else. But So it was a happily ever after anyway because her marriage worked. Whereas the guy that was televised and everything else, they never stayed together. Which nine times out of ten, you figure on reality television, these reality relationships, right? They don't stay long. Not unless you're... um. 
Spencer Pratt and his wife, but at the same time, you wouldn't want a relationship like that anyway. And I'm not going to say anything else because, you know what, I just don't care. But the thing is, is that as I see us, see a lot of people like to say that our society is now 1984. You know, Big Brother's watching you and everybody is being watched. Everybody's a suspected terrorist and all that kind of stuff. Now, yeah, sure, you know, that that is a thing. Ever since the Patriot came into play and ever since 9-11, people have been, you know, on their toes. But the problem is, is that they don't stop messing with people. They don't stop going ahead and profiling people and they don't stop causing conflicts to the point where, you know, somebody just said, you know, I had enough and then hit you in the jaw. And then all of a sudden, instead of saying, you know, I need to get my life right and maybe change my ways. You're going to continue to go ahead and do the same old thing and poke the bear because you think that you're actually solving a problem. See, that kind of dumbness has to stop. And I wish we would all get it together so we could think for a minute and say, yeah, you know what, that part where I went wrong at, maybe I shouldn't do it again because then that'll make the pain stop. You know? And then, like, after a while, stop thinking you're right all the time. There's some things to be wrong about. You know what I mean? If you think you're solving a problem by causing another problem, then hell, Donald Trump should put you in his incompetence. You know, then hell, Donald Trump should put you in his incompetence ink then because that's the kind of people he wants. The ones that talk and speak of progress but don't do progress at all. And the thing is, you don't want to be a part of that club. I mean, not unless you want to roll over and let him rub your belly a while and he's got the smallest hands in the world to do it. He wouldn't mind groping and... (laughs) I can't do it. I can't can't go with that one. I, I got to stop. One, because I'm grossed out on one side, and on the other side, it's just too damn ridiculous, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was actually going after it. You see what I'm saying? And you see, the thing is, is that all this incompetence, it, it just makes us look bad in front of all the other countries. All the other countries are just talking mad trash about us now. If they weren't before, they are definitely now. I mean, there was one where the crown prince of Saudi Arabia said that Jared Kushner's in his pocket. And it's like, what the hell is this now? You know what I mean? So, so it's like, these people can't be held accountable and be put into where, hey, you know what? This is their time to be punished. You know what I mean? And this just washes it away, right? I don't understand it. I just don't get it. And you see, the government has always had issues and skeletons in its closet. To the point where, you know, that whole thing that you're holding against your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend seems pretty much petty by comparison. This is just blatant with Trump in office. And it, it, it don't make sense. Nothing beneficial has gotten done. And I just wish somebody would just step up and say, you know what? All of this is wrong. See, a long time ago, and maybe this is before Obama was on his way out, but I really thought that the 45th presidency could have been full of hope and prosperity. But reality, and no surprises in life, where the finalists of both sides were just ill-willed people to represent us, I mean, like there was no responsibility on our part in picking who to represent in the primaries, like who to choose. And in doing so with our apathy on everything, we are certainly paying for it. See, because... Like, Hillary had her problems, yes. And the Clinton name has been tarnished in so many ways. Especially with the Monica Lewinsky scandal or any of those other things. Yeah, I get that. But you see, like, you take a look at Bernie Sanders. 
Well, you know, the other the other person that was running to be a part of the Democratic primary, he wasn't going to get anywhere, so forget him. But, you know, you had Bernie. And Bernie had the... seemed to have the people behind him. But somewhere along the line, everybody was like, hey, let's go ahead and do the lefty thing. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, they had a black man in office. That's good. Why don't we just get a woman in there? And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are open to the idea. I know I am. Hell, I voted for her. But the thing about it is, is that because she was smarter than Donald, <laughs> you understand that. Whereas a lot of people didn't want to be in a politically correct culture. They didn't want to deal with Hillary and all these other aspects of Hillary. And the media kind of messed this up too by making it seem like she won before the election fin- final, you know, the election finale came through. And you see that, that that's their fault on that. Which, by the way, when I did News of the World, you know, I pointed out that we are supposed to remain unbiased. And, well, you know, that just went away years ago. And if it worked the way it's supposed to, journalism would be holding all those people accountable. But, you know, some of these people, they go golfing with each other on the weekends. And just by looking into it, though, the 45th presidency could have been something to talk about. Well, it is something to talk about. But something to talk about and mean something. And being positive about. Not like a giant Looney Tunes cartoon that just won't end. And you know, after a while, when it doesn't end, it's not funny. At least Looney Tunes is funny. Whereas this, this is sick. And the fact that, you know, we all bought into his idea of self-interest instead of self-improvement, it just kills me. Like when I look around, I see all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, they cut meals on wheels. Like, this this whole damn thing doesn't know how to budget. All of this doesn't know how to budget. And it's insulting. It's insulting to me. It's insulting to all of you. Except for those of you that have blinded yourselves and saying, I made the right decision. I don't have to own up to anything. Um, MAGA. Um, um, yeah. See, indoctrination is a very serious case. Look into it and try to break free, will you? Because the Stockholm Syndrome is not going to help you. He's not going to help you. All that stuff, build a wall, all these things, like, it's going to cost more money in the long run and stuff like that. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, hey, I'm on the show right now and I feel like drinking, so, you know, at the end, then again, I stopped drinking, to be honest with you. Because, hell, Somebody's got to be a little bit more reasonable around here, but this this is just ridiculous. And the fact that there are people out there who will not take responsibility, it reminds me more of, okay, if I'm going to look at the government one way, I look at the government like it's Animal Farm. You see what I'm saying? With Napoleon and all the pigs in the farmhouse and crap? That's pretty much what Washington, D.C. is right now. And then I look at the way the rest of society is around me, like Fahrenheit 451. People don't know how to relate to other people anymore. And, you know, while they do read, they read a lot of softcore crap instead of reading things that they need to be aware of. And it's to the point where they're over here talking about wrong think and dictating to other people and policing their thoughts. And lest we forget, you're not allowed to do that. It's like, there are times when I talk about Star Wars Episode Eight, right? And then, like, some of my friends... Now, I don't know if some of y'all mean some ill will to it, but some of y'all like to cut in and talk about how disastrous the movie was and how destructive it was. The movie was just a damn movie, okay? 
Honestly, I haven't been happy about the sequel trilogy since they proposed the idea of a sequel trilogy simply because it's like they didn't know where to take the story. This is supposed to be 30 years after Return of the Jedi, okay? If Han and everybody else is supposed to work together, if anything, they're just killing off the old characters, it seems like. You know? And then... They're over here praising episode 7, but at the same time, they don't like episode 8 because episode 8 is different. Episode 8 was meant to be different. Let episode 8 play out the way it's supposed to. And this is why sometimes I don't care for Star Wars fans as much as I used to. I mean, at one time, we used to be a brother. We used to be a group. We used to have the movie fans. used to have the comic fans. used to have the all-around fans. used to be all this kind of stuff, but now it's become more of a competition. Now it's become like a giant pod race with everybody. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like, hey, you know what? I like the movies. Sometimes I don't have enough time in my day to read the comics. Hey, I like the books. I like to go beyond the movies. Hey, I like to dress up and I like to show off my toy collection at the same time having the books that I never read along with the movies where I always complain about the original cut even though I don't have the original cut at all and I'm just saying this stuff because it's the fun thing to talk about. See, it's fandom like that. It's like, you know what? Episode 8 was okay. Alright? They could only go so so much further with this. I mean, especially with the Skywalker saga, which is why I look at Ryan Johnson and I'm like, okay, you go ahead and you make those three other movies. You know what I mean? Just just do it. You know, just take us away from this. Tell us something about the Outer Rim. And then you got the, the Han Solo movie coming up where everybody's already um, wetting the bed because they're mad about this actually happening. I mean, they were even mad when they lost the original director for that movie, and they went with Ron Howard. And it's like, have you seen Ron Howard's resume? He's a damn fine actor. And a damn fine director. And it's like, when you look at this stuff, and it's like, you'll never be able to satisfy these people. That's why, you know what? Hey, I'm going to talk about it anyway. And no respect to some of y'all out there who have this opinion about Episode Eight, but that's your damn opinion. See, I actually like the movie. Kylo said it best that, you know what, forget the past. And maybe that's what you need to do. Now, granted, the whole thing with Snoke was kind of um, anticlimactic, but, you know, it is what it is. And then Leia floating through space um, using the Force. That's the first time that I've ever seen Leia use the Force like that. I've seen her use the Force in other ways, but... I didn't know you could actually do that, but I think I've already mentioned that before. Like that—that that was kind of the weirdest part of that that movie, along like um, Finn and um, Rose's whole thing, where they were on that casino planet. Really didn't have to happen in general. Like that whole scene really didn't matter because they met up with um, Benicio del Toro's character, and he was already a double agent. So it's like, who knew, huh? But you know. It wasn't that bad of a film. I was entertained. I actually enjoyed the movie, whereas I saw, like everybody else, belly aching like when Star Wars Episode Two came out. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, you ask for these movies, you're interested in seeing what happens, and then all of a sudden, because you didn't get what you want, or your fan fiction didn't work out, now there's a problem. And then comes the other problem where, like, if somebody actually likes the movie, you want to go over there and you want to dictate to them. You want to say, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you don't know movies. You don't know Star Wars. You don't know Marvel Comics. Okay, that's lies on all that stuff. 
especially when it pertains to me because I usually do know what the hell I'm talking about and I have over 50 episodes to prove it. But, but, and I mean over 50 because Friday's at J360 number one counts. But what I'm saying is, is this. You can't just hold it against other people. If they like something and you don't, that you got to deal with it. You don't go over here and thought police anybody and think that your word is law. Your word ain't law. Your word is not any more law than Donald Trump's word. And we all know Donald Trump's just trying to roll back everything Obama did so it makes it look like that Obama never did anything for us. So as a way, it makes it like he's the great savior of American life. He's the great racist of American life. And there's a lot, a lot in his closet that proves this whole ideal. But you see, the thing about it is you don't want this stuff to actually just grow into the moment where you just lose, you know, your ability to relate to other people because they have different opinions. Look, the thing is, I'm not saying that the Star Wars movies are, you know, the Star Wars movies aren't iconic. I'm not saying that Star Wars movies in general aren't something worth talking about. I don't mind talking about any of these things with people. But what I'm saying is, is that when somebody gives you their opinion, why don't you just take it? Why don't you just, you know, unless you're going to have a conversation about it, that's cool. But don't give me a one word response like, everything about the movie was bad. It's like, according to you. According to you. I don't see those movies ever winning awards. But you know what? The thing about it is, they already kind of do because Star Wars is a big thing. It's always been a big thing. Just like Star Trek. Everybody complains about the Star Trek films. And I think that they are pretty enjoyable too. But of course you know, Abrams does both of them. And since Episode 8 has happened, what are you guys trying to look forward to with Episode 9? Do you want Episode 9 to be the retcon movie? Because that seems to be what they're going for. It seems to be like, oh, you know, it was too different. Please take us back to the safe zone. And you see, what what kind of safe zone do you want? Do you want, like, oh, all of a sudden, somebody uses the force to turn back time, and then we're back on the Jakku? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Because I don't want that. I want us to move forward from this. Things were so bad that the original director of Episode Nine said, F this, and went back to go doing Jurassic World 2. <laughs> and, and, and then now you got... J.J. Abrams coming in to do damage control. And it's like, why though? Let let this play out. Let, let's see what happens next. Because remember, long time ago, y'all weren't happy about the prequels, but you were excited about the sequels, and you're still mad. And you know what? Me, on the other hand, I'm just sitting back enjoying myself because I love how much of a cluster this is. This polarizing stuff is just beautiful to me. And I don't mean to be sounding like a complete jack, but, you know, at the same time, this is my time to be one. Because you all deserved it. This is all that you wanted. And you see, now that you're seeing it, you don't know how to handle it. Because, personally, I think the best Star Wars movie that came out was Rogue One. And, honestly, I would love to see a Shadows of the Empire Star Wars movie. But then again, Shadows of the Empire isn't canon anymore, but then again, what is? Ever since they went on this whole tangent and this whole track of things, canon is gone. You might as well just take the word canon and just fire it full of holes from a machine gun because the idea is is that it just doesn't exist anymore. And you know, after a while, I can't wait to see what happens when it comes to 
The only thing we have closest to our Star Wars right now, which is like a big boom for all of us, is pretty much the MCU. That's what we got going on right now. And then you're seeing how the MCU is done wrong when you take a look over at the DCU. But the DCU can bounce back because they're doing pretty good with Shazam. In which they should do what a lot of the underdeveloped superheroes anyway. The ones that have yet to have their movie. I mean, I know Batman's story. I know Superman's story. I know that there are series based on their mythologies that are going on right now. I mean, I think Krypton's supposed to happen not this month, but next month, right? Or something like that. And I also know, like, Gotham's still going strong. And, oh, by the way, I had an argument with somebody about that not too long ago. Because I actually like the damn series. So, it turns out that whenever I actually like something... There's a lot of detractors that want to jump in and want to go ahead and throw their two cents around. And the whole point about it is to see, I got a lot of time to kill if I'm having these kind of things. And I like my house to be a house of details. So you're going to tell me why you don't. And then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to talk with you about it. Because you know what? I like the conversation. But I'm not going to go ahead and follow suit and join in and say, Well, well, you know, you're right. That That is true. I feel bad. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to join in with you. No. Not at all. Because you see, the thing about it is is that if I actually like the movie, like Man of Steel, for instance. I like Man of Steel. It was good. To me, it was damn good. I liked it a little bit more than Superman Returns because, you see, Superman Returns had that boring as hell third act. I didn't feel any of the dynamic between, you know, Brandon Routh and Kevin Spacey. I really didn't feel it. I mean, I finally got to see a Lex Luthor that, you know, was very confident in his schemes. I got to see that. That was pretty cool. Gene Hackman had his moments. But, you know, the thing is, I kind of liked it better when Lex isn't wearing a wig. So, you see, that's the kind of thing I like. But I also like it when there's the dynamic between them. The hero and his arch enemy facing each other. And then, all of a sudden, he got knifed. He got shanked, technically. Superman got shanked in Superman Returns. With a kryptonite shard. I mean, that's something that I saw off of Oz. I was like, what the hell is this? And then you look at, like, Man of Steel, and you know things are getting set up for the Superman mythos in the DCEU. And the same thing could be said for Batman. But we don't have a Batman no more, do we? I mean, we still do have Gal Gadot and her fine self as... You know, Diana of the Mascara. And I hope that never changes. That's why I kind of want these movies to be successful. So I can see more of her. (laughs) I have my reasons. But the thing is, is that when, you know, you have paper thin kind of plot movies here. Like, it was nice seeing the league. But there were, the movie was messy. And it could have been patched up a little bit better. And it's just when you look at that kind of stuff, you know, I've always wanted to see the league on film. And, you know, that's the one time that I kind of agree with mainstream a little bit that there was something a little off here. And maybe they were rushing to get to this point. And that's why it kind of has like the lowest performing gross right now. Even Suicide Squad looks a lot better. And you know that plot was very thin. Matter of fact, they even won an Oscar, but it was for makeup. Now, aesthetically, it did look good. I'm not going to lie. But when you kind of look at these certain things, apparently not everybody was all in with the Justice League. And you could say it's executive meddling. You could say that people were holding out for the Zack Snyder cut. But then again, Zack Snyder was going through so much. Like, it was a troubled production. And he lost something very significant that he will never, ever get back. 
you know? So you, you don't take this out on him entirely. And for a while there, y'all didn't even want him in charge of the DCEU. So now it's up to Jeff Johns and whomever else is out there. I know Matt Reeves is still directing the Batman, but, you know, I just want to find somebody who can actually play this role, and I want to see Joker and Batman square off, because that's all we want. But now even Joker's going to get a solo movie. And then you're looking at, like, all this stuff leading up. Are these characters eventually going to be the characters that are supposed to be portrayed by Leto and at one time Affleck? Are, is, is that what this is supposed to be now? You see, where is it going in the DCEU? At least with the MCU, we know we're going to be facing Thanos, and we're going to be facing Thanos a lot sooner because <laughs> they keep moving the date up, and I'm loving it. And which, by the way, um, have some of you gotten your tickets yet? But then again, you know what? You can take your time like me, but then again, it's, a, it's something that was 10 years in the making, and you really don't want to miss out. But the truth is, is that I'm kind of fighting against the idea of how people try to hive mind you. And everybody wants to carpet bomb about everything nowadays. They want to dump down on stuff. They want to talk, bring up all this, this hearsay and this crap. And it's like, you can't even enjoy these things anymore. Though you really can. But you see, the thing is, it gets troublesome because if you didn't agree with what the rest of the group agreed with, now it's a big deal. It's an issue. It's... Oh, it, it's it's a lot bigger than the economic problem. It's a lot bigger than that tax cut that doesn't benefit the people who need a tax cut. It's a lot different than the idea that food prices are going up and that the government we have right now doesn't know how to budget and is fat and doesn't know what the hell it's doing. Yeah. But you say something a little out of term like that, or you say, like, I like episode eight. And, and and now you're a pariah. Or you say, like, you know what? I'm kind of hoping out for a Blade MCU movie, which a lot of people are holding out for. But you see, the thing is, is that, of course, somebody will come in there and want to say, well, you know, I didn't like Blade series. It's just stupid. It's, just... it's like, okay, that's cool. Now, let me talk about what was great about it and the thing about it is and then that person at that point still thinks they're still relevant about this stuff so they want to chime in on things it's like hey yo you had your moment you didn't like it you have no frame of reference in this you're like donnie from the big lebowski now go shut the f up pretty much but then when you say that to them then all of a sudden you're being a bully you go ahead you're being out of place and you're being rude to them it's like no i'm not I'm not going to apologize to him. F him. I mean, I'm over here telling my story. I'm over here saying, you know what? Deep down inside, I kind of liked the first Ghost Rider movie because I thought it was adventurous, but I did not like the second Ghost Rider movie because it was a waste of time. And see, at that point, you know, if those Ghost Rider movies were actually really something to have a significant conversation with somebody about, you know, that, that would be funny. But, you know, a lot of y'all know I'm right about it because, man, Ghost, what was it? Spirit of Vengeance just sucked. There was a lot of hope I had for that film. I mean, I really thought it was going to be edgier. And, and, it, and it was, to a point. And then just the, sub, the whole plot with that kid was just, you know, being the guardian of a... I don't know what it was. A long time ago, they used to could do those chosen one type stories, and now they just they just kibosh them. They just do it as because it's like the quickest thing to paint by numbers with, and which like 
the villain of that whole thing was just and you know Ghost Rider has significant villains why didn't they just put the orb in that movie I mean even then that would have been funny it had been like oh well hey look guys you know instead of it being like Mephisto and Mephisto's illegitimate child and all this oh god but then again he wasn't Mephisto in that movie his name was Rourke right because you know Rourke is the go to name for certain characters especially if there's um satanic backgrounds to it but you know it, it is what it is but you see like the new Venom movie will be coming soon and I know some of y'all are happy about that until uh oh what's this comic book resources or comicbookmovie.com then said hey there might be limited Venom in this movie okay you see once again, it's either somebody that is thirsty out there in the media circle and has to get a story in by his deadline, or it's just another person that doesn't want this movie to succeed and wants to cut the wind in the sails, or it's somebody over at Sony doing some whistleblowing. Because this is that same sort of mentality and talk that kind of destroyed Ang Lee's Hulk back in the day. Because I remember as soon as people found out that the movie goes for like, what? well over two hours and you get the first hour without any sort of action from Hulk people were furious like the hype just died right there and this is before the movie came out in general audiences by the way so when you're saying something like this of course you know that movie is going to make its money for Venom because hey a lot of us love Tom Hardy he's a great actor and he's the right person to play Eddie Brock. So yeah, we're definitely going to go see this. But you should also think, if this movie is a stepping stone of a franchise or a shared universe for Sony Pictures, yeah, because aren't they doing that Spider-Verse thing? You would, you would know that, yeah, the origin movie usually doesn't have that much of the alter ego character. Not unless it has a big budget. I mean, like... Really, you, you got to think about this, because like, remember when it was the first Spider-Man movie? Like, he really didn't dress up as Spidey too much. I mean, he kind of battled out in montages and everything, but he really didn't dress up as him until it was like significant parts of the movie. They had, you know, actually, they managed to have a lot more fun in Spider-Man 2 because it was a bigger budget, and you could see Spidey fight a lot better against, you know, Doc Ock and everything else. That was like the best movie of that trilogy. For obvious reasons. But, like, for things like this, though, I don't even know what this movie is about, technically. I don't even know what it's trying to base off of. Is it more of an Agent Venom-type storyline, whereas it's Eddie Brock instead of Flash Thompson? You know what I'm saying? Like, what exactly are they trying to do in this movie? And the thing is, I just hope that the movie stands on its own and it's something to enjoy. That's all I ever ask of these shared universe types. Like, I look over at the Dark Universe and I always say, you know, the Dark Universe could be better than what it is if they would just go ahead and make a complete film and stop throwing these Pastor Prime A-listers at us. You know, instead of going ahead and doing a reboot of The Mummy, when The Mummy still has some freshness to it because of the Brendan Fraser films, you know, it's little things like that. You just got to be tactful of these movies you bring out into the world here. And it's like with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is pretty much the face of the Mission Impossible franchise. So he doesn't need to be part of another franchise in general. Now, I understand work is work. And everybody has the means to go to work. But there are people out there who are trying to break in to the mainstream movie market. 
who could actually headline all of those Dark Universe films and could make a substantial career for themselves. Where's their shot at? I mean, it's just the same, like, you know, with Johnny Depp being the Invisible Man. I thought that could have worked. Yeah, to a point I thought that could have worked, but they need somebody that really could face them off. And then again, you know, you could always have an Invisible Woman. I mean, that only happened, like... Yeah, insert a Fantastic Four joke here. I'm not going to do it this time. But there was a moment where, like, in the original Universal Classics, there was something called, I think, The Invisible Woman. And granted, it didn't deal with the same concept as, like, Claude Rain's character. But, you know, and it was more of a comedy instead of a horror film. But still, you could do something dangerous with that. That would be great. Shoot, as a matter of fact, I might go ahead. Why, why not? I'll go ahead and write a screenplay to that. That would be cool. And a lot of you all talk about like how bored you are about certain things. I mean, hell, this is the time to do it. Like, Don't play your superhero fatigue card just because they're the top of the crop right now. I mean, you could go ahead and do something great, but you have to work for it. And I always say like we need to go beyond the iconic three. You know, we need to go beyond Freddy Krueger. We need to go beyond Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. It's just the same way it is. We could go ahead and do these things, but we choose not to. And as we choose not to, if it's something new, we're not going to easily go for it. But if it's something we're familiar with, yeah, we'll go for it and complain anyway. Which is why when Star Wars Episode Nine comes out, yeah, you all will complain about it. Or you'll say, it's a complete retcon. The universe is open again. Even though Star Wars is a universe, and really they could go with any other characters if they wanted to. I mean, I'm sure you saw it at the end of Episode Eight, where the little boy moved the broom using the Force. That That's your story right there. And it's a sign that, you know... Old... You know, it's a sign that old habits die hard. And that Star Wars is about good versus evil. And no matter how many times you have good defeating evil, evil always comes back. So this is the new age of heroes that have to come upon, face down their enemy, and strike when the time is right to go ahead and put them back in their place again. And you never know. What about a trilogy where the villain wins? You know what I'm saying? To a point. Or at that point. Or at that point, it could be inconclusive by that third movie. You never really know. But you see, the thing is, some of these movies have made their fortunes being paint by number pieces, whereas a lot of them, you know, they might be too damn good, or they'll say, oh, it's unfilmable, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. And it's like, you know, sometimes I think we're kind of missing out on something really important, and that is the entertainment factor. I mean, sure, you want to make money, you want to have your business thriving, but... You want to make your audience have a good time. Don't you? Don't you want your audience to go on an adventure and have a good time? And I don't know about you, but sometimes I need an escape from my personal life. Sometimes I need an escape from my day job. And the movies or the stories I write or anything that I produce or doing this podcast even helps provide that escape. And I know it does for a lot of other people out there. The thing is, you just got to be willing to go for it, and you got to be willing to put it out there. And you see, the problem is a lot of people don't, and it's so sad. That's why we're in an entertainment drought, as you, if you will call it that. It's just like how when them Ninja Turtle movies, you know, honestly, looking back at it, all of that stuff about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, it was bad because of Michael Bay having some control with it. 
It was bad because the way the Turtles looked in Splinter. Well, hell, just about everybody. Except Megan Fox, because, well, she's Megan Fox. But the truth is, is this. Think about it. If those movies had that same budget, but they had the suits from the 1990 movie, the movie probably would have been kick-ass. And it probably would have had a great sequel to talk about. And not to mention, actually, two great sequels to talk about. And it's still debatable whether we get that third movie or not. And I don't think we're going to entirely. I don't think so. But, you know, that's something to look into for another day. But still, it's like everything wants to be a trilogy. Everything wants to be that cash cow. Everybody wants that golden cash cow franchise. And then they kill it. They kill it because of a stupid idea. Or they kill it because they won't let the people perform and they won't let the director direct. And the problem with that is it's just ease up on the control. You want to make a good return? Well, then let's make a damn good movie. And you see the thing about here on episode 50 at J360, the goal is to make a good movie. And the goal is for all of us like to be open to see these movies and to openly talk about these movies. And the thing is, it's just learn how to have a good conversation. And people don't know how to do that anymore. Something along the lines, I guess, as we are all able to communicate, we forget about the responsibility involved with communicating. You know what I mean? No more self-control. And that's only on a basis because of broad terms. Because you got people who do a lot of stupid stuff anyway. And then if you're not a part of that brigade of theirs, oh yeah, all of a sudden you're an enemy to them. And it just goes to show how insecure certain folks are. But it's getting closer to the end of the wire, y'all. I'm going to have to wrap it up now. You know, before that music plays off the Oscars where they go... Next up is going to be Best Dog in a Puppy Commercial. And, you know, you don't want none of that. So, <laughs> let me go ahead and tie it in together. Um, I want to go ahead and give some shout-outs to everybody here because this is the 50th episode and this is what I do every time that I'm breaking a milestone. So, let's take it up from the top. The Buffet Boys Podcast, S. Anthony Says, The Unwritable Rant, Epic Film Guys, Countdown Pod, Jake and Tom Conquer, uh, Miserable Retail Slave, The Ranty Bastard, slash Welcome to Rantyville, Nerd Rage Podcast, More Gooder Than Good, Poop Culture Podcast, The Naked Porch, FYFC Studios, So I Married a Movie Geek, Colt 45 Podcast, Sycamore Street Studios, The Joe Moffat Show, Nerds Chatting, Nerds with Words, The DC Dudes, Pittsburgh Nerd Pod, Zombie Kitty Pod, The Horribly Awkward Pod, The Pod Couple, Hashtag Blackout Pod, Cape and Cow, Robin Slim, Two Shots in a Brew Pod, Psycho P Show, Ready Steady Cut, Dave Bullis Podcast, Heckler Kane Productions, Grind Bin Podcast, Mockers Podcast, Emotionally 411, PTO Unlimited Podcast, a Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, Ice in the Face Podcast, the Geekdom Fancast, Woo Long Talks, PNG Anecdotes, Everyone Has a Podcast, the Mike Jolet Show, Fans on Patrol, everybody from Urban Mogul Life, and of course everybody in the Potter and Family and the J360 Legion. 
I couldn't have done it without any of you, and it's amazing to see that I've gotten so far, and I still have <laughs> a long ways to go. So I want to thank everybody who came in and decided to hang out with me today, here for the 50th episode, and I'm going to have to tie it on. I'll be back with episode 51 next week. Hopefully on Wednesday, but you know, it depends on how the schedule looks, but I'm definitely going to have it up by next week, and we're going to be talking about something really cool after a while, and um, you guys take care until then, okay? This is Jay, signing off.